Welcome to When in Doubt, Laugh It Out. I'm Michelle Lyle. And I'm Michelle Brookhouse. Have you ever heard that laughter is the best medicine? We may actually believe it's orgasms. Or sneezes. <laughs> Whatever the case. Tune in while we discuss serious and not so serious topics of health, relationships, sex, and money. Well, I have made it through a conversation without having to pee. That's a good ah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is very unusual, right? I'm pretty sure for like the first three months we knew each other, every time we talked, I had to pee. Your voice just made my, my bladder go, hello, I got to pee. I got to release something here. I must release some water. Now, the funny thing is that you are not the first person that said that to me. <laughs> Michelle, maybe you have a capacity with your body and another body that makes the body speak louder. Yes. I mean... Release. Well, Go pee. What if it's... I mean, we're talking logistics here, but uh, yeah. But what if there's something, the way that your body contributes to other bodies that just has it talk louder? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot. I, ha- I mean, you know, we can... We, we have can been... Ignore. We have, you know been entrained to do things with our bodies like we have to sit in a classroom and it's mm-hmm. it's you know as kids and when mm-hmm. and even getting out of the classroom to go pee oh my. requires you to yeah. ask and then there's all this interesting judgment of like just hold it a little bit longer and you know there's I don't know what it is yeah. I can't speak directly to the energy of it but we all know and no, as I'm talking so about true. that I'm sure that you know I do about not just you but the audience holding having to hold your pee yes yeah well I'll tell a story about my son um because he started when he was in kindergarten he was in a French immersion kindergarten and I was so distressed and disturbed because he actually wet his pants a couple of times partly because he either didn't know how to say can I go to the bathroom or was um encouraged to not speak up it disturbed me because it was like that it never hadn't happened for years and it happened a couple of times in that classroom and I thought wow he's being taught early young that it's not okay or something something's not okay because it wasn't okay for him to go to the bathroom for some weird reason or he interpreted it as you can't go to the bathroom. But it's easy to do in that setting. Absolutely easy to do. So when I was in fifth grade, um, I really had to go, I really had to go pee and there was probably like 15 or 20 minutes of class left before we went to lunch or break or whatever. And I raised my hand and, and, and we, I, we had a substitute, I believe, and I raised my hand and I said, I have to go to the bathroom. And she says, we're almost going to break. You can wait. And I really had to go. Yeah. And so, you know, at that, I don't know how classrooms are set up now, but at that point, you know, all of the desks were facing each other. We're all like in this huddle. And so, you know, my classmates started making jokes and I started laughing and I started laughing so hard I couldn't hold it. And I peed my pants in the class. Yeah. And then one of, you know, the, the girl sitting next to me, you know, she's like, teacher, um, we have a problem. <laughs> and it was so funny. I couldn't stop laughing, you know, and there's, you know, there's pee everywhere. At least you're laughing. 
<laughs> well, you know, what can you do? Like, how can I think yeah. that that's wrong? It's not my no. fault I can't hold my pee. It's so true. It's so true. You know, but then there was this essence of, like, the teacher's glaring at me. Like, she's mad that I peed my pants, but she didn't let me go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know? Her it was, own fault. It was so crazy. <laughs> and so, you know, that, that creates a seed planted inside of me and my body where I learned to hold my pee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously kids teased me after that. Like, it was a joke. It was hilarious. And I didn't know it was wrong until I got the message that it was wrong. Because the teacher was mad at me. And then all the kids teased me. So then, I, you know, yeah. I, I trained my body to hold my pee. And I think we've all trained our body. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, we're always waiting for that break to go use the restroom. Yes. Instead of just using it. So, you know, I, co- I come upstairs and we start chatting. And then... <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I have to pee <laughs> because I think your body just invites me to remember. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess in a way that's an it's an interesting thing because as a homeopath, of course, I'm inviting people to remember what's going on in their body because I need to know those clues like yeah. I need them to express or talk about what's going on in their bodies but if you have no awareness of what's going on in your body how can you talk about it exactly <laughs> well you know and um it's interesting um so I grew you know I grew up doing road you know road trips is my thing so I but my dad was always in this race to get to wherever we're going like he didn't want to mm-hmm, stop mm-hmm. so then you learn to hold your pee in the car did you have to pee in a in a coke bottle or anything well and that's the funniest <laughs> <A> little hole <laughs> that's the funniest thing is that he would make that joke but I just did you know yeah. I just didn't want to do it so I just trained my body to hold it yeah and so then you know um there was this moment where I was on I was on a road trip with my kids and you know my son was I don't know, little, and he's like, I have to pee. And this thing kicked into me, and I was like, no, you have to hold it. But the interesting part, what was going on for me, that I wasn't saying to him, and I don't even, like, it's so just this weird situation, is that my gas tank was almost empty, but we were on a mountain pass. So you can use the mountain passes, you know, and we're, you know, so you can use the mountain pass and not your gas, right? Use the pass and not your gas. And so I, you know, I had this awareness that if I stopped, I probably wouldn't get started again. And I had no idea where the gas station was. I just knew it was at the bottom of this pass. Yeah. And so um, my son's like, I have to pee. I have to pee. I have to pee. And I'm like, hold it. Here's a bottle. Like, and he got so mad yeah like fear like he lost it so mad yeah (laughs) and you know when him and I talk about that now he's like I was mad because you wouldn't stop but you wouldn't tell me why you wouldn't stop he said if you would have said we have to keep going because because I I have no gas in the car I I have no gas yeah yeah then you know I might not have been so mad but he was so mad that I was not allowing him to take care of himself mm-hmm. because I've mm-hmm. given you know my kids that choice and so it's so interesting and now I do road trips and you know it's this it's this joke that I just stop at all the rest stops and pee <laughs> because yeah. I, I'm you know honoring my body and allowing it to talk to me and you know sometimes I don't actually have to pee it's just nice to walk around but just allowing yourself to stop when we don't like some mm-hmm. people are like why do we have to stop at every rest stop and I'm like well I mean it's an exaggeration but You've been on a road trip with me. I like to stop. Mm-hmm. There's no hurry. Stop and shop. 
stop for anything. <laughs> That's why it's so fun to do road trips with you because you don't have a point of view. <laughs> You're not like, we got to get there in this amount of time. <laughs> Well, and, and it's actually kind of interesting, too, because I was just with another friend in Vancouver, and we were up for some event, and then I wanted to take her to Banyan Books in Vancouver because I love that bookstore. It's one of my favorite bookstores of all time. A little plug for Banyan. Um, and then afterward, we were determining, okay, are we going to go back home right now are we going to do something else you know and I think she thought I was going to say yep now time to go and I'm going well what else do you want to do like you don't get to go to Vancouver very often what do you want to do and she goes we get to do something else (laughs) wow right (laughs) yeah like how many you know how many times has she been with people that are like we're doing this and you don't have a choice yeah exactly And I, you know, I think that was one of the funnest parts about our road trip was we just were like, you know, let's do this. Mm -hmm. And then when we're done, we're just done and we don't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So fun. Yeah. It's about the journey anyway, isn't it? Everything is not about where you're going. (laughs) Oh yeah. You have a hashtag. It's about getting there. It's the journey. All the, all (laughs) of the things that happen between choosing to go somewhere and getting there. Yeah. Yes. Your whole life is a journey. It is. And every single and well thing plays a every role. Every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Mm-hmm. You know, I have, um, you know, my I have one son that's always in this place of um, when I'm older and when I'm finally out of school and mm. when this and when that. And I'm like, you have to be right now. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you take everything that you have to do right now, like go to school and have it contribute to you right now to where you're in right now? Yeah. Because yeah. when you get to adulthood, to wherever you think is going to be so grand and glorious, yeah. you're going to look back and wish you were in right now, right now. Yeah, because the destination <laughs> is usually not the destination. <laughs> I mean, really, it's the now in the destination, you know, so. And everything is is set up that way. Like even think about, you know, this is I'll just use this as a simple um example is like you get asked to be you someone asks you to marry them or you ask someone to marry them, marry you. Simple example. You could ask <laughs> <laughs> asked to be married every day <laughs> someone asked me to marry them <laughs> I have a point I promise okay. <laughs> from that moment you're looking at the wedding uh-huh. and then getting uh, yes yes and getting into the marriage and no. you get stressed out about all of the details that go to that instead of being in that relationship from the moment you're asked to the wedding day. Mm-hmm. It's about the wedding day. Mm-hmm. Right. And then what happens after the wedding day? And know? the wedding day is this grand and, and extravagant and sometimes glorious event. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's pretty anticlimactic. <laughs> and it's actually super insignificant to what you're actually choosing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like how much does your wedding day have to do with the rest of your life? Not a lot. Not a lot. I mean, you know, my second wedding was 
fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. It was so amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the actual marriage was really challenging. Mm-hmm. And not to say there weren't amazing, great, grand, glorious adventures in there. There absolutely were. Um, but the wedding day had not very much to do with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we think it's so significant mm-hmm. that we will spend, not we, I don't, I didn't, but people, I mean, there's, it's a whole industry. It's a whole business. It's totally a whole industry and business. Hundreds yeah. of thousands of, yeah. sometimes millions of billions of dollars mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. For a day. For a day. That has zero to do with what you're actually doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a huge proclamation of what, is it a promise? A promise of what life will be like. But it's usually not quite the same. <laughs> The day after. <laughs> it's an interesting, it's really just interesting to think about. And it depends on how people, I mean, there's a wide range of how people look at things. But, I mean, if you were to look out there in the general public and the bride's magazines and all of it, why are we talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> it was just my silly okay. example about... About being in the journey and not I the have end. I some resistance about talking about this in some sort of way. That's Maybe I'm just bitter. I don't know. There are no men asking them, asking me to marry them. Do you want someone to? I don't, I don't think, think you. So. I don't think you actually want someone to ask you to marry them because I don't think you actually want a wedding. Based off of this conversation. (laughs) You might be right. (laughs) You might want a boyfriend, though. (laughs) But that's the whole point. Yes. The the whole point is the relationship has zero to do with the the wedding Mm -hmm. or the asking. Mm-hmm. It's about what the relationship, <laughs> yeah. but we put the the significance on the asking. It's and so, the wedding. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Absolutely. journey, like it's yeah, exactly. As if the asking is gonna, I don't know, signify something or cement something into place. It's approving, right? Yeah. I mean, is it approving? Like that's the question I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Like, prove your love to me. Ask me. I've had extraordinary relationships um, of all sorts. Not, just, yeah. I mean, everything's a relationship. It doesn't Everything. matter in what you're... It's all about relationships, really. It really is. Life here on the planet Earth is about our relationships. But what's interesting is, as your friend, I don't need to prove that I care about you as a friend by, you know, asking you to... Um, Give me a friendship bracelet. <laughs> Where is my friendship bracelet? I know you're not going to love me truly. Until I get that. <laughs> and then we have to have a party. <laughs> to celebrate it. And you have to vow to me. Yes, pinky vow. <laughs> pinky swear. You know, I don't mm. know. <laughs> we don't do that with our parents. We don't do that with our children. We don't do that with our bosses. We don't do that with our pets. True. But we need approving when it comes to 
love. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. that about? Mm-hmm. What is that about? And how much more fun do you have in your relationships that have no proving? Uh-huh. Because haven't you heard over and over again how people's relationships change after they actually do get married? There is a difference. My both of my both of my relationships significantly changed after I was married. And I wasn't lighthearted about getting I didn't want to get married. That's the whole point. Yeah. I wasn't lighthearted about yeah. getting married. Yeah. I was with my first husband for two and a half years. Yeah. Before we were married. Mm-hmm. And him asking me to marry him took our relationship into this whole different trajectory. And then once we did it, that marriage certificate was like a license of ownership, a title of ownership somehow. Mm. It was so weird and convoluted and he changed and I changed and everything changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was with my second husband for five years before I married him. Yeah. And I didn't require to get married. And, you know, a lot of it was logistical because you get tax breaks and you know Mm -hmm. like there's so many Mm -hmm. so many things that the society grants you for being married that's you know kind of a you know like a bonus somehow yeah Yeah. and so there was logistics for choosing that and it, it wasn't that I didn't love him or didn't want to be with him or I wasn't committed to him I totally was yeah you know so us getting married wasn't about that and we didn't actually do a, a traditional thing um which was really cool in and of itself. And even though we did it different mm-hmm. and it wasn't traditional and we didn't do vows, mm-hmm. um, it still changed our relationship completely. Yeah. Well, and you know, and I, I want to actually speak to that a little bit more because I think there's ways, I mean, I think we can go into weddings and marriages in so many different ways, either with consciousness or unconsciousness or non-consciousness or or whatever. And I do really think there are people out there because I just sort of had this awareness um, because when I said marriage changes things. Because I've actually had conversations with people where there was a lot of consciousness around that marriage and they were actually very deliberately choosing and having the whatever that was, you know, the, whatever it was that they were sort of promising to each other that really energetically, it does change. I mean, so just to acknowledge that the marriage itself does change the relationship is a good thing to have. Now it can either change it for the better or the worse, but if you go in with eyes wide open in recognition that this is going to change us, that's a whole other ball game. But, you know, on the other hand, I mean, every ritual we do on a daily basis can, has the potential to change us. But, you know, so no, not to make it any more or less significant, but there is something to be said about that, you know? And I've heard some really beautiful things. Sure, there's a, you know, there's a... Your relationship and the consciousness of it, mm-hmm. whether you're choosing to be married or not be married... Mm-hmm is mm-hmm. actually the 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 piece. Yes. So, you know, you can consciously have a relationship not married, you can consciously have a relationship married. The unconsciousness yeah is what kills the relationship. Yeah. All relationships. All of them. You can choose any kind of relationship you like with consciousness and it will contribute far more than choose than not choosing basically. Then going with the flow. 
Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, every step that um, I took to getting married the second time, you know, I was very deliberate in, like, paying attention to all of the different things. Mm-hmm. The killer of it was as much as he and I entered into this um, ceremony consciously, he had a secret. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that secret was actually the killer. Secrets kill. Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. like, you know... AA has a point with that one. They do. You know, they do. It's, it's yeah, that's a big, big part of, big component of AA is that secrets kill. And it, it kind of comes back all full circle to the conversation that you and I had about our relationship. So we, you know, we'll have a sticky thing and then we, we go in our separate corners, we deal with ourselves and we come back together and we have this really... Um, you know, expanded conversation together. Mm-hmm. And every single time it's something either I didn't realize I was holding in and didn't say to you, or you didn't realize that you were holding in and saying to me, or not saying to me, you know, we weren't speaking to each other. Yeah. And so it's not always that the secret is conscious. Conscious. Yeah. Sometimes true. it's just a thought that yep. we have and then we bypass it and it just lives in there and then we just have to expose it and it goes away it's so true it's so easy isn't it (laughs) right sometimes easier easier said than done sometimes but well um, i think that there i think that there there is um a timeline to that too though yeah so you know um we tend to expose things very quickly in our relationship together Mm -hmm. whereas like You know, I was with my husband for five years before I married him, and six months after the marriage is when he disclosed the secret that had been living since before I knew him. Mm, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, that took a this big chunk this whole relationship yeah. that I was in with him and changed it dynamically because it wasn't actually the relationship that I. It, there was someone else in the relationship that wasn't just him and I. It was the secret. Yes. Yeah, but isn't it interesting, because you just said it was six months after you got married, so maybe there was something in the marriage piece, those vows, Absolutely. that sort of pulled it to the surface so that it needed to be exposed. It had to be exposed in some sort of way. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Hmm. So. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> trip today marriage are you thinking about marriage are you thinking about marriage and do you have secrets yeah wow (laughs) tell us if you do well you know and (laughs) even speaking to secret I want to make one more point to speaking to secret because a secret you know by definition is something that you hold that no one else knows I think I'm not looking it up in this 10 seconds, yeah. but that's my, my Your understanding, of, understanding it. Yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, sometimes you don't know that secret until it's, it gets exposed for you. Yeah. We hold secrets we don't know that we're holding sometimes. True. When you know that you have it is when you speak to it so that whatever it's pertaining to can change. Yeah. It starts to clear the energy, unwind. And that's how you creationship. Ah, that's how you creationship. Like <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> remember you can email us with any questions you have or any topics you'd like us to talk about at 
hello at laughitout.lol. <laughs> we'll laugh with you next time. Have a good one.